What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Boozy Bros. Pio Aquino here, as always, with my trusty co-host, Mikel Garcia. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We got a great episode for you guys tonight. We got very close to home, got part of my family here on the pod as well. So this is going to be a very, very nice pod, very entertaining pod, hopefully. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So without further ado, we have the beautiful... The amazing Alexandra Camus. Welcome to Boozy Bros. Hello, hello, Mikel and Pio. How are you guys doing tonight? Um, doing great. Good to have you on. Welcome, welcome. Um, as always, before we begin, uh, we're going to start by just going around and checking up on what everyone's drinking tonight. So, Ali, let's start with you. What's in your cup? My go-to drink in almost any circumstance is a gin and tonic. And if they do not have the gin I like, I usually go for vodka, soda. But gin tonic tonight because I got Roku. <laughs> oh, nice. Is it the Roku pink gin or the straight-up Roku? The straight-up Roku, the clear nice. one. Nice. All right. And Mick, how about you? What's filling up your oh. cup tonight? I went back to my roots again, going back to the Cuba Libre uh, rum coke and just, you know, enjoying it tonight. Hey, 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 there we go. Keeping it close to home. Mm. As for me, I want to give a quick shout out to our homies at Clink Craft Cocktails, PH, Mr. Josh and Kevin. Thank you so much. You know, I ordered their doppelganger and it is slowly taking my fear of Jaeger away. So everybody, cheers, and let's have a good session tonight. Cheers. cheers. Clink, clink. All right. Well, Ali, again, welcome to the pod. And we're going to just jump straight into this. How did you get your modeling career started? Like, when did you start? How did you start? And why modeling? So I started when I was 16 years old, and I would have... I honestly really wanted to do it for a long time since my mom was a model when I was younger. So because of that, growing up, I would watch her shows sometimes. I remember being a little girl, seeing her backstage and all of the tall, beautiful girls in long dresses. And I was like, wow, that looks awesome. <laughs> so I started when I was 16. And uh, what actually really got me into it was I was part of a hair show with a celebrity hairstylist named Lourdes Ramos. He is the hairstylist in Asia's Next Top Model. And nice. he chopped my long, long locks that were up till my waist. So a short crop with a million colors. It was gray and blue and purple and everything. And then I did that hair show. And then after that hair show, I had to go back to black because I had school and school does not allow colored hair. But uh, with the short hair, I was uh, designers were a lot more interested in me and I was able to get bookings and all that because they were so interested in how in the unique look, the short hair, not many girls had it. Nice. Well, um, now that we know where you started, uh, just for all our listeners out there, how can they see some of your work and maybe shout out like some of the people that you've worked with, but where can they find the work that you've already done? Well, I post most of my things on my Instagram. <laughs> so Yo. you can check that out. My Instagram can handle is Alexandra T. Camus. And I've done work for 
Philstar, Manila Bulletin, Mega Magazine, and what I usually do most of the time is runway more than print. And the, the runway is usually featured on Preview, Mega, all of those. So nice. those are where my photos can be seen. <laughs> awesome. So you kind of touched on it a little bit that you kind of got into the modeling scene because of your family. Talk a little bit about that. Like who was your biggest influence there? And then um, was it like a natural just because you were inside that you fell in love with it? Or was it just, oh, um, might as well join? Well, that's the thing. My mom is not at all what one would call a stage mom. So because of that, I, I had to show the initiative myself. It wasn't her that was ever forcing me to do it, although she definitely was an inspiration because, again, as I said, seeing her and uh, getting to go to shows that she was invited to, that was really amazing. And also my mom's brother, my uncle, who his name's Marco, he is also he used to be a fashion photographer and he still does photography. So uh, I remember growing up, even at 12 years old, 13 years old, I loved just having my picture taken. <laughs> I know it sounds narcissistic, but that's just, it is what it is. I loved having my picture taken. I love making Kikai to the camera. So I guess it's just something that I've always really loved. And then getting the chance to do it professionally once I reached 16, because at that time was the time that I got the minimum height that most models need, in the Philippines at least. Um, I'm. If I wanted to go to other countries, I don't think I've reached that height. Um, I don't think. Yeah. But there's kind of like a, yeah. no, no, parang it's weird because when you're like in Asia, there's a certain height requirement, and then when you go, let's say, to Europe or to the U.S., there's kind of some difference in standards over there. But I feel like now, though, like at least looking online and Instagram models that you see. Um, there is starting to become this like weird gray area where you have like Asian models in the U.S. because they're trying to represent the Asian American community or like um, what people would call like mixed people, uh, mixed models who are in Europe or somewhere else. And then so yeah. it's yeah. kind of maybe in the near future the, the standards for height and all of that is gonna kind of change because. You know, with the world now, everyone's kind of mixing and matching. And you're some people have like three or four different, you know, um, cultures or uh, nationalities just based from their parents and then where they live and everything else, right? So, um, was when did you decide that this was something that you wanted to do as a career? It wasn't. It was no longer something that was. Um, a hobby or just something like you said making kikai in front of the camera because you enjoyed it right like when did you say like you know what this is something that i can actually make a career out of and when did you say i want to get paid for being taken for pictures being taken of me? <laughs> <laughs> um well my first really big payoff was that hair show where they chopped off my hair that was my first like big paycheck and i was really excited about that i i can tell you now <laughs> but um after that i was able to sign a little bit after that i was able to sign with my agency which is art personas 
and um, the owner of my agency, Ronnie, his wife, Sarah, um, she trained me and uh, because I got the training from them and everything during the next uh, um, go see, that's what they call it, the auditions, because you go and see them. <laughs> so <laughs> during the next go see for Manila Fashion Apple Festival, which, was, which is basically like a fashion week here, during this go see for that, I was able to book every night. And that was such a big deal for me because it was my first time ever auditioning for a fashion show like that. And I got every night and I was like, wow. That's fantastic. Wow. So, you know, like it just stemmed from that one, one show where they chopped your hair, you know? Like, imagine like, did you ever want to have your hair that short? Like, if if no one told you, oh, do this, would you ever have done that? I mean, definitely a plus side of having my hair um, doing that was, like, I was really thinking about, like, oh, yeah, I love my hair, but at the same time, I'm getting paid. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've really, al um, I've also always looked up to, um, there's this model, her name is Linda Evangelista. And mm -hmm. she had every color of hair imaginable and it was short and I found her so beautiful. And I also really am a fan of Winona Ryder, another oh, girl yes. with, who had short hair. <laughs> so I really like their style. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Mick. Go ahead, Mick. Well, yeah. So like I was going to say, it's just like the, there was, there was sort of incentive in terms of like the, the, the funness of it, and, the, and then your idols, but there, but moving, but without the in, the incentive itself to to like get paid to do this, uh, to to actually have your hair like cut off, uh, cut really short, the like you probably wouldn't have done it like at least at that point, you know, right? So yeah, I it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a sixteen-year-old, like. Uh, and uh, long hair, it's usually a sign of, you know, femininity, beauty, all of those things. And at that age, you're very conscious, especially of like, I mean, uh, the reality is like, oh, what will boys think? I know boys like long hair. But at the same time, I was like, uh, that doesn't matter if I'm going to be a model, if I'm going to be serious about this. I, I also know that the short hair will give me an edge, will give me a look, will make me stand out yeah. because it, in the castings, no longer will I just be one of those uh, hundred other girls with long, long hair. True, true, and, and like you were saying, Kanina, also the like the hair, you know, as good as it was as well, and as as opening or opening of opportunities as it, as it was for you, it did pose some challenges, right? Like what you were saying in school, so like it, issues that sort of arise from not just the short hair, but I, I wanted to touch into like the whole modeling situation in the first place. Like, what kind of issues did it arise, or what's the, what's how is your life as a as a student and a model at the same time? You know. Uh, well, first and foremost, in school, I wasn't the most popular, <laughs> and <laughs> modeling did not help that. Like, I mean, I was still a nerd. No, I was still you know, not club. that cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but 
but yeah, I was not popular and modeling did not change that. People were not all of a sudden like, wow, she's a model when I got to school because I was still in that same yellow uniform that everyone else was in and all that. And not only that, but my school actually did not allow modeling. And my classmates knew that when Ali is absent, they know where she is. Even if I don't post, someone will go out of their way to look for my page and rat me out and send the link of the page or whatever to my professor, uh, to my teachers. <laughs> Man, that's wild. Thinking, okay? <laughs> yeah, they are. Narcs. <laughs> yeah, there are narcs. <laughs> God. But yeah, so um, um, so with that, you know, like you started during high school and everything, and um, what, like you said, you do have to miss some classes or you have to miss some um, time in school because of your, you know, pursuing your career in modeling. Um, what was the biggest, you know, difficulty that you had? I mean, aside from obviously trying to get away from the narcs and rats out there. But, you know, um, was there anything else, like, for example, trying to keep up with your schoolwork and, you know, making sure you don't fall behind? Like, I'm, I'm imagining that maybe there was one time a shoot fell in a day where you had like a major exam or something like that. Were there any times where you had to really go up to the school and be like, hey, can you like cut me some slack or can I do something about it? Um, so actually my school didn't really give me any, um, basically I, it's just a lot of like hard work. Sometimes, um, the other models will see me in, um, right after I have my makeup done before the show, there's a couple of hours of wait time. They'll just see me there in the corner with my books, reading and everything, especially cause this was around the time of when entrance exams were. So I had also my my CET review book because I wanted to get into a good school still, you know, even if I'm yeah, modeling mm -hmm. and everything, I need to get into a good school and mm -hmm. the school is still my priority over modeling. So things like that happened. And um, I did get papers and everything throughout, uh, not papers, I mean, um, violation reports throughout yeah. the, it. And it's these are the ones that you just need to give to your parent and sign. And of course, my parent, my mom just signed it and that was that. But uh, in the um, when I was graduating already, they would not give me my report card unless what? I went to school and did what they call supervised work, which is basically detention. And um, so uh, and but they also gave me some time during that day that I needed to go to school to talk to a guidance counselor and I can tell you I spent so long in the guidance counselor just like telling her this is unfair my other classmates if they're doing something and they end up on the newspaper that's fine but if I do it just because I'm modeling then you make me go here and make me do this it's like it's frustrating honestly especially because I'm not gonna say that like I'm at the same level as like an athlete or whatever, but the modeling is still a job and they will support their students that are in theater. They will support their students that are athletes. They will support their students that do this and that. But when I do modeling, all of a sudden it's a bad thing and I cannot claim my report card so that I can submit it to my college and um, enroll and yeah, unless exactly. I go to the detention, but I did it. and. 
that's over. But I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I still hold something against it because I think it's a double standard. Definitely. I mean, I guess it's um, a matter of perspective in terms of the administration of the school. Like, if that's what their, um, their morals, their ideals are, it's kind of hard to, you know, go against that. But then at the same time, it is your passion. It is something that you're trying to make a career. So, I mean, I totally get how you're finding it, like, you know, frustrating and you find that it is unfair that athletes and theater and other people who maybe like compete in academia or something like this, you know, the math competitions and stuff like that, or the educational competitions. So, um, but how is the transition now that you're in college? You know, like you're you're now doing your modeling, but now you're in the college setting. Do you feel like it's a little bit different compared to high school where you can kind of have a little bit more freedom where the school doesn't really get much of a say of what you're doing outside of the school? Um, how do you feel about your career now that you're in college? Well, it's both easier and harder, but, and easier in the sense that, of course, in college, each class you get so-and-so amount of cuts, and I save those cuts for when I have a photo shoot or when I have a runway, something like that. So it's easier in that sense, but harder in the sense that college workload is more, it's harder, and all that. So it really is just, um, uh, can I speak in Tagalog? Yeah, yeah for sure. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I think every I think everyone that I will get that point of you know, especially in college of all places that you're gonna get those the <laughs> burnout moments, especially because of the I mean the workload in itself, it may not necessarily be more than like high school, but it is harder. So you kinda end up putting more time into it. So yeah, it just it just sort of levels out that way. And yes, you get more freedom, right? You get more availability to be able to do, but or like schedule your life the way you want it to be. But <laughs> same time, if you want if you want certain things, they're only at certain times. So you know, give and take. <laughs> do you feel like though, um, like you didn't get it in your high school, like you said that um, there was kind of a double standard in terms of what you're doing if you're missing class for modeling and then athletes miss class for games or training. Do you feel now though, like that you're in college, you get a little bit more of support from the school and you can to a certain extent be a little bit more recognized, like she's doing this for her career. So we do understand what she's doing. Do you feel like um, there's less pressure in terms of having to, you know, um, justify why you're missing class or missing work or missing an exam? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, let's say in a group work setting, I, at the end of the day, I am just very transparent and honest, honest with my group mates. Like, hey, I have a fashion show this day that we're presenting instead of going to the presentation. Can I help with this part of the group work and make the presentation and do this? And it's really just about me being very honest also with my professors. Like, hey, I cannot, I'm going to be absent this day, FYI. And 
for the most part, the prof professors understand. I just need to catch up for the work that I missed. And then with my group mates, so long as I don't freeload and still do my work, even if I cannot be there during the day that we're presenting, they understand. And yeah. trust me, I'm not a freeloader. I will do. I will always carry my weight, even if I cannot be there physically. Yeah, don't be that group mate, no? <laughs> <laughs> There's Never. always that group mate, right? Exactly. Every group has one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel, though, that um, you can kind of now put yourself a little bit higher in terms of that comparison because, you know, um, Mick, I'm not saying that you were one of this, but I'm pretty sure you can kind of empathize. But, you know, how athletes, like, student athletes in college always get like a really bad rep they're like oh, oh yeah. atleta yan so you know you have to get ready to do his work and then um yeah suddenly you're actually doing your own work and then they're like oh so i guess not all athletes are like that which oh, yeah. i mean obviously yeah. like you're saying you know you're doing you're taking your um you're putting your best foot forward and saying hey I can't make it today, so let me do this, this, that, and then at least wala na sila masabi at that point, right? Because you already offered. So there's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess that's the best part, you know, for people like you who have to miss class because it is your career. You know, that's the best thing you can do, especially for um, helping out your group and making sure everything happens on time. Mm -hmm. um, with that, you know, like, School right now is all online, and I'm sure that's also taking, uh, giving effect to your modeling. So what what does a student who's also a model do now? You know, like obviously there are online classes, but then how how is it affecting your modeling? Well. Uh um, there are still so uh, I have done a couple of shoots over the. Um, over the quarantine and this is because the designer that does the shoots actually just lives in the village and we were just shooting PPEs and it and it was just me the designer and the other model who was there so it was just the three of us and we're all from the same village all of that um, and then there will also be cases where the products will just be this is, has been happening a lot lately actually and I've even been seeing my friends do it where the products are just sent to us and we in turn have to take the photos and everything all um, on our smartphones and then just send them and then the products are sent back and we're sent the payment like that. And that's why I've recently invested in like my ring light and tripods and stuff so that I'm able to still do these things. Okay, uh, but other than, so you're getting, um, well, I guess it's not necessarily brand deals, but you're getting stuff that you shoot with. And uh, for example, like maybe it's clothes, maybe it's jewelry or something, and then you, you shoot with it and then you send them back. But is there anything else that you've been doing, like aside from the modeling part, you know, um, like, for example, uh, there's a lot of people now who just started selling baked goods, but they never used to do that. But um, is there something else that you're trying to do differently? Just, you know, to add a little extra income, especially with modeling gigs to be a little bit more hassle in the sense that you have to do it yourself and you have to set up everything. And maybe there's not as many you know, as many 
uh, jobs or gigs that you can book? Yeah, I mean, definitely not as many jobs, especially considering more than print, I specialize in runway. And there will not be any fashion shows anytime soon, I th- I would imagine. <laughs> but um, yeah. in my school, actually, in my org, I'm also part of the hosting pool. So I've been doing hosting. And um, recently, we've been doing online hosting because of the pandemic. So it would be via Zoom calls or whatever. And that's also why I got my new microphone and stuff like that also for the online hosting. Nice. At least, yeah, you get to be able to do something uh, in the digital age, you know, moving the modeling and and everything from just being something that's in person to also being digital, you know? It's different, you gotta be creative in those those ways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, what else does a model do online right now? You know, so you, you've talked about um, still doing some photo shoots and then now doing your hosting as well. Um, is there any other things that you're doing? Like, because what I've noticed with uh, some other models, I don't know if you're doing the same thing, they're kind of giving a little bit more of an influencer vibe, as, like, you know. Uh, like you said, your your specialty is more of runway and print and stuff like that. But then now that you know they're sending you the stuff and then you send them back, do you try to promote anything on your own page and be like, hey, I'm working with this, I'm doing that, and kind of putting a little bit more of an influencer twist? Or is that something that you're not really trying to touch on? Um, I have uh, been like sent products and everything like influencer style to just take a photo of and post and the free products and all that. But I also am not actively trying to get followers. A lot of what my friends have been doing is uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of those giveaway pages where you basically pay to be part of the, the page and then you post the giveaway and then they need to follow all of the accounts that the giveaway account follows. All oh, right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm not right. sure if you've uh, encountered this. And I've been offered this also. But to be part of that, you need to pay a set sum. And uh, because of that, you will get so and so amount of followers. But I, since I am not trying to be an influencer, I do not want to pay that set sum <laughs> for the more followers. Yeah. Because I, mm-hmm. I mean, if people organically follow me because of what I do, great. But at the same time, I do not want to actively try and get more followers because that's not that's not my profession and it's not my personality yeah. either. I'm not trying. <laughs> yeah, or like actively pay for new followers more like, you know, because that's a little different. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's, that's... yeah. I, I mean, all of that. they're... They're not paying for bots. Those are still real yeah. people, but at the same time, it's still, it still is paying for followers. I and exactly. yeah. I, I feel so shady because uh, some of my friends like are doing this. And, um, you know, if you do this, if that's your choice, no judgment. Everyone has their free will. It's just not me. <laughs> uh, judge, judge for me. You're cheating. <laughs> Whoever's doing that, you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, honestly, uh, to yeah. each their own, right? But then, I mean, Mm-mm. I guess it also, like, I mean, in terms of boozy bros, right? Mick and I never really wanted to, you know, like hardcore promote anything. Yeah. We just like whoever listens, listens. 
yeah. and everything. Yeah, for the fun yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we mentioned this when we first started the pod. You know, like we never really got into this to, you know, get any monetary value out of it. You know, it was just two friends who wanted to drink a lot. <laughs> yep. Especially during the pandemic, you know, like we can't we can't go out and watch football games anymore. So we have to do it on Discord. And then we can't go out and just hang out and do like for example, we were at at some point talking about going to those like game cafes where you just you drink, you play board games, and then you have a bunch of friends and stuff. We were we were talking about starting to do that on a semi-regular basis but then the pandemic happened and then that didn't happen so now we're just like on jackbox on discord and drinking at the same time turning jackbox into a drinking game turning anything to a drinking yeah. game basically actually we should we should think about <laughs> doing that make do like a live drinking game oh god <laughs> let's see we're how the thing that can be <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> Yeah, maybe when we turn into maybe we, when we start doing vlogs on the YouTube, maybe let's see. <laughs> We're gonna jump onto the on YouTube. the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the YouTube, yeah. <laughs> the Arenao. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> Ali. <laughs> little, little, little jabs there because you chose that over over UANP. <laughs> no, um, context. Mikel is the only one in our family that went to UANP. I'm the only one that went to Ateneo. Everyone else went to DLSU. Everyone else. <laughs> Everyone else. And I'm just sitting here watching yeah. from USD. <laughs> from all the way in the south. All the way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but Ali, I actually wanted to ask also as well, because we're not, like we don't, obviously, you know, being who we are, like semi-athletic, more creative types, or you know, drinking types, and then got, being guys as well, I wanted to ask, especially, what's it, what's what's life like, like as a model, as a female model on on the internet, like online in general, like is it like what's it, how, is there you know, I'm I know about a bunch of like horror stories from friends and stuff, but there's also like a lot of times where people are. Uh, very, very genuinely kind and nice about very about different things as well. So it's like I just wanted to understand like how is it how is it like here? Well, um, on the negative side of it, like I'm glad, very glad that I started at 16, and at 16 I was mature enough, and especially with the guidance of my mom, to stay away from things that might be sketchy, <laughs> you know, because there are photographers that I'm very sadly cannot be trusted. But at mm -hmm. the same time, there are photographers that you can be alone in a room with them and there there is no discomfort because everything is great and they're nice and they're nice and they're not they're not predators. That's the word. Um, yeah, there are very professional ones and then there are the ones that cross that line and once you cross that line and into the line of predator especially in the modeling industry where they're fact of the matter is a lot of girls start very young there are girls that i'm working with that are only 12 13 it just so happens that they are five foot eight inches tall and wow. are yeah. um <laughs> and uh, look uh, like they could be older yeah. but uh, and without, I feel like if without the guide of a responsible adult uh, with you all the time, things can go very wrong. But I'm glad that I was guided properly, and I 
have not personally experienced anything bad and i've only ever worked with people that i that are trustworthy and i've never been put in a very uncomfortable situation true true but at the same time so social media wise there will be Okay, I mean, social media, there's creepy guys on social media. That's, that's just creepy that. Creepy people in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Creepy people. Sorry, sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to be um, feminazi. <laughs> there are creepy people <laughs> no, no. on social media. I will, I'm not, I'm not at all. Yeah. No, no, I, I, will say, I will say that the majority of those creepy people are guys. So <laughs> it's um, fine. <laughs> pretty much. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So I do, ten, I mean, there are... Ev- ever so often that I'll delete comments or I'll block people because uh, it, they cross the line. And yeah. um, so that's the worst that's happened. I just blocked people, nothing worse than that. Um, and But the, at the same time, there are like young girls that wanna be models and everything and they'll message me saying how much they look up to me, they ask me for advice and it's just so heartwarming that like, wow, someone actually like, looks up to me and sees me as somewhat of an inspiration and uh, there are so many such kind people that like it makes you forget about all of the bad things that you can easily just block with one button yeah right people forget that there's a block button (laughs) but yeah that's good i feel i feel like in mm-hmm. this day and age mm-hmm. also, there's a lot of people who have become very confrontational as long as it's online. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There are people who, um, be it a model, an influencer, or just someone who has a big name, uh, they love the attention. So if something like that happens, they're going to go out of their way to put it on blast, like take a picture, mm-hmm. take a screenshot of it, and then post it and be like, this guy's a creep or this guy's doing this or this person's doing that. But then, but then you can also just diffuse the situation and just be like, ignore it, block them. They can't access yeah. anymore and everything. Yeah. But then I guess then, to a I certain guess. extent that becomes very uh, taxing on your part in the sense that if it happens very often, right? Yeah. So like you always have to block someone and then there's always nothing stop. There's all, also no stopping someone from you know, creating a dummy account or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, where where do you feel like there should be a line where you actually like come out and say, "Hey guys, this is happening, and you guys have to cut it out." Yeah. Um. So a lot of my friends actually, even with just the smallest thing, they will screenshot it and post it to their, you know, Finstas are very popular, the, the, the second accounts where they just post everything. I personally don't have a Finsta yeah. because I don't know, I'm not that kind of person. And I'm also not the kind of person that will just like be posting screenshots being like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I would, I personally would rather just block it and whatever. And then, uh, but I feel like it is important to speak out when a person is in a particular, like, let's say a person ends up working with a photographer who is a um, predator or on the on the sketchier side. side yeah yeah manipulative side you can post that uh, and especially to warn other models especially the ones that might be younger and might not know 
But uh, since I've never had firsthand experience, I don't want to be posting things that I'm also not sure about. I'm, I, I will never victim blame because if you are a victim of something, of course, you can um, say everything. But at the same time, you also never know about he says, she says. So because of that, unless it's my personal experience, I often don't like putting people on blast. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally understandable. Because the in the end, it's it's all about you know helping out the your your fellow models and helping out everybody else. And like you were saying, also like people who are just getting into it, especially like the ones who in who are inspired by you. And in, in essence, you gotta give them a heads up about who are the types of people to work with and who aren't. Because I know a lot of people, especially if they're just starting out, they tend to also start looking at uh, like working with photographers and like who are also sort of starting out you know so it's not like you can't get a big um prof- like crazy famous mo- uh photographer to to take photos of you out of like that unless you're like super lucky right so the like it's more danger it's it's a lot da- more danger or dangerous it's a lot yeah a lot, a more, lot dangerous, more dangerous i guess yeah <laughs> i don't know why that sentence sounds weird to me but yeah it, it's a lot more dangerous that when you're starting out and, and bec- specifically because you don't know the landscape and you don't have the opportunity to work with people who are more certified i guess would be the better term for that no yeah for yeah sure. and um honestly like let's say taking a photo um in the beach with your family and you just so happen to be a swim in a swimsuit that is very different than being with a photographer that you don't know who is twice your age and you are alone in the room and then that photographer asks you to pose in lingerie out of nowhere that's that's different and if it's not agreed upon before the shoot and even if it is agreed upon you shouldn't be agreeing to something like that if you are a minor i do not condone minors wearing things that they should not be wearing and Andre's even when minor is kind of weird <laughs> yeah that's... No, it's, it's, it's wrong yeah. it's wrong i mean i've done like as a minor i've done bridal and bridal should usually be done by um the older models but as a minor i have done bridal that's very different than a minor doing lunch yeah i mean yeah. it's okay but i mean just like in the sense like you know no 17 year old should be getting married but like <laughs> Well, true. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah. Take that. That's that's Good that's point. technically right. Yeah. yeah. You have a point there. But well, now no, we're but... talking a little bit on I know on that whole trust thing. Do you have like certain photographers that you already know? Like, oh, he's doing the shoot hundred percent. I'm in, and then. On the other side, do you have certain photographers where you hear their name and you're like, okay, I have this, this, this um, condition before I work with him? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like something like that just for your own safety and at least for the peace of mind, for for example, for your mom, who's all, who also knows the industry, your family in general, you know, like do you have certain yeah. like criteria for certain photographers that you may not have for others? Yeah, don't no need to call out anybody. Just yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I um definitely like regardless of who the shoot is with, whether they are very professional or not at all, 
I do not drink alcohol before a shoot. As much as I enjoy drinking alcohol and sometimes before runway, I will have a glass just to, you know, make my bones all loosey-goosey. <laughs> but um, I will not drink before a shoot because I don't want to be unprofessional and also because sometimes if you are drinking, you are not the most certain of yourself i mean like certain of your actions you know you can make people make mistakes when they're drunk okay yeah, yeah, for sure and then um uh in general like regardless of whether the photographer is trusted or not i do not ever do lingerie because that is that's a personal preference i don't do lingerie because <laughs> because i don't want to okay. i don't want photos of myself in lingerie on the internet that's why I don't do lingerie at all, regardless of who the photographer is. And well, I don't really have like a set of things that like, oh, if it's this photographer, uh, um, I need this a check a, a checklist to be checked out. Because in general, I will still only work with someone I I know that I can trust. Um, and if I do, have not worked with the person prior to that, I usually will ask people who have if they are trustworthy at all because uh i would rather just not at all work with someone who's who might just, be sketchy than make them check off a checklist because you still never know yeah. for sure well um so uh moving on from that on a more positive note uh who are some of your like who are some of the photographers that you've worked with that you know you just had an amazing time? You like you love their um, the shoot that they did. You know you you're comfortable working with them, but then on top of that, the final product is something that went way beyond what you were expecting. So one of my favorites, I guess, would be Alvin Chua. His Instagram is no name ph, and for one thing, his photography is amazing. I really love it. He's a great photographer, and other than the photos turning out great, he's very comfortable to. It's very comfortable to work with him. There's never any pressure to. Um, there's there's just never any pressure. He's just very easy to work with, comfortable to work with, and the photos turn out amazing. He's so talented. And then another photographer that I worked with, his name is Erwin Canlas. He's one of the photographers of Mega. He did my Mega shoot, and he, those photos just, they turned out phenomenal. It, I, I enjoyed it. It was great. <laughs> like So those are probably the two notable ones that I really love. And also, actually, because um, I was just checking the names on my Instagram, this photographer Lem Atienza, he's he's only a student in he's a student in Benild, so he's still very young. Yet, despite being very young, he it, he really has a very clear aesthetic and concept when it comes to shooting, and uh, they turn out very professional. You would not imagine that this person is still a student. Cool, nice. Um, nice. Well, with all the shoots that you've done, you know, um, prior to the pandemic and everything, you must have gone to like 
some different locations that were absolutely beautiful. You know, like you see, I, I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. on your Instagram, you know, you have amazing photos over there. And um, to all our listeners out there, I hope you guys can check it out because like her pictures are amazing, absolutely amazing. But um, from all of that, from all the places that you've been, do you have any like places where the moment you hear, like for example, if they say you're going to have a shoot in El Nido, 100% you're going right away. It doesn't even matter how long it's going to be or like how short it's going to be. As long as it's there, you're definitely going to go. Well, uh, since I've, um, the entire time that I have been a model, I've also been a student. I've not gone too far for shoots. <laughs> but um, when I did the bridal in, um, what's, let me check the name of the hotel. Um, in Manila Hotel, that was really oh. like in the champagne room of the Manila Hotel and all that. That was wow. so cool. There's a lot of great. There's a lot of really great uh, um, shooting spots in that. And I really looked like I was getting married. <laughs> people, people in the hotel were looking at me <laughs> like, "What the hell is she doing?" But she, uh, yeah, because I was walking around in wedding dresses, so I, I would understand why they were thinking that. But that's that was a really cool location. Nice. So Manila Hotel being one, is there any like um, destinations that you would like to go to or um, that you've seen other models maybe work at and be like, wow, I would love to do a shoot there? Hmm, I've actually not thought about that, but if I ever had the chance to do a photo shoot in a different country that would be really cool like i don't know maybe somewhere in <laughs> i wait i've never thought about this but like i guess the dream would be to be able to photo shoot like in paris wow how generic but you know like i feel like that place has a lot of really cool shooting places. europe in general i feel like a yeah. lot of places. by the i thought ali was gonna say <laughs> i thought ali was gonna say oh i'm gonna do a homecoming to spain or something like that <laughs> <laughs> weather weather <laughs> but yeah that's that's it's fantastic you know so with these i uh, these these shoots though um ali and like we've been ta- saying like you there like there's a potential to be going to all these places and doing all these things like there's also you you work with people sometimes as well so like we i wanted to know like who would be some of the like the big names you know artista celebrities or whoever like that you've been able to work with at all you know like if there's been those type of people around <laughs> um Oh, I've done a uh, for Lure Dramos. I did mm-hmm. a photo shoot, and in all in one photo, there's me, and then right beside me is Katriona Gray, Miss Universe. Oh. <laughs> um, in the same photo, also Maxine Medina, who was Miss Philippines oh. Universe, and all that. Like yeah. there were a bunch of like, and uh, another mm. is Kelly Lisa, who is actually my cousin on my mom's side but she's also a very mm-hmm. big model so like all in one photo all of us like the fact that i was put in the same photo as miss universe and 
not just in the photo, the same photo, but right beside her. I was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but this was before yeah. she joined Binibining Pilipinas. But at the time, she okay. already had um her had the Miss Philippines World. So yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, wild. <laughs> well, and it would be so fun to take yeah. a picture like right next to Katiana. Come on, <laughs> absolutely, bud. <laughs> There, wait, there. Okay, she's showing she's showing us the picture online at the moment, guys. Uh, if you want to see it, you better oh, go on her Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's blurry, but I'm the one in a pink dress, and she's the one in the blue dress. So like right beside each other. Yeah, wow. go check out her Instagram to see the picture, guys. <laughs> Alexander T. Camus, don't forget. All right. Well, <laughs> so. What is your most memorable experience? Like, what what's one thing that you know through your modeling and everything? What's one of the most memorable things that you've done throughout your career? Oh, I have during my first ever legit fashion show where I was mod. There were two designers. Um, there was Happy Andrada, who had uh, designs in London Fashion Week. And then there was also Albert Andrada, no relation between the two, by the way. <laughs> and he was the designer for uh, Pia Wurzbach's Miss Universe gowns. And I was actually going to be wearing a, a gown that uh, Pia Wurzbach had previously worn, but not, not the Miss Universe one, not the blue one. And um, so it was uh, the clothes of Happy first and then the clothes of Albert. And then when it was um, Happy, so I, I was walking down the runway. And then when I got to the end of the runway, I fell right off the runway. Oh, the no. runway was several feet up. And I got a big bruise on my leg. And I, I didn't do anything. I just like stood up, went back up on the stage, and then walked back. Like nothing happened. And then changed quickly backstage into the uh, gown, the Pierre's back gown, and then went out and acted like nothing happened. And I, <laughs> and when I stood up, of course, everyone was clapping and all that. And I realized that even when you make a mistake as big as falling off the stage completely, what's more important than you falling is your reaction to falling. If you get back up like nothing happened, then that just shows your professionalism and just how the show must go on. Right. Absolutely. It's kind of like theater did, no? you know, like yeah. someone makes it, you know, you just keep play going, someone messes up a line, you play on. Yeah, so, well, well done. You know, congratulations mm -hmm. on being able to pull that off. Um, you know, so actually, I just have one last question for you, Ali. Uh, for anyone who's coming up right now, maybe they're a little bit younger or a lot a bit younger who wants to get into modeling. Like you said, you have a lot yeah. of people who have messaged you and said uh, they look up to you and, you know, they want advice and everything. If you can give one major piece of advice to anyone who wants to start modeling, uh, what would it be? So this advice might sound a little bit harsh, but it's very important advice, trust me. And it is 
have a thick face because you will get rejection after rejection and you cannot sit and cry about it. You just need to improve yourself and just keep going. And one day, if you are persistent enough, you will get your big break. Awesome. Well, something to apply, not yeah. just to modeling, but for a lot of things, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, like, mm -hmm. and then I guess there's also Fantastic. at a certain point, there's also a certain point, um, just to add on to that, you know, I completely agree, you know, that saying, uh, fall five times, get up six, or, you know, something like that, right? But okay, there's always going to be a point where, you know, you, there's going to be a point where you also have to kind of look at yourself and be like, is this really what I want to do? Oh, that's true. That's true. Because I feel like there's a lot of people who think, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that you won't. A lot of people think that modeling is just walking down a runway or just taking oh. pictures. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people will think that, but it really isn't. There's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of time and effort that you have to put behind everything else before you get the final product. So if you are getting rejection after rejection and you're not doing your due diligence to improve yourself. Maybe you also have to look at yourself and be like, is this really what I want to do? No, you are absolutely correct because, well, fact of the matter is um, before that, uh, my first ever fashion show and all that, I didn't know how to walk in heels. So I was practicing and practicing. And you know how I practiced? I would spend hours a day in heels, walking up and down my stairs and walking across the hallway with a book on my head with uh, five inch heels and just, you know, just um, practicing and practicing. And also even up to now before photo shoots, even I've been modeling for three years now and uh, i still will practice in the mirror before photo shoots and um i always ask the designer in advance oh what's the peg what what vibe do you want to give off because i want to be sure that i am prepared to give that and the modeling is something that you really need to put a lot of work into because fact of the matter is you could be in a room with 300 other girls and they will only get 20 of you. So if you are yeah. not better than the other 280 girls, then you can forget getting cast. And also sometimes it's not even your fault because sometimes the designer will want a Morena model. And if you're not Morena, they will not get you. Sometimes they'll want a Mestiza model. Sometimes they want a Caucasian model. And sometimes, so that just goes, it can sometimes be your fault where you didn't put in the work, but sometimes it's not your fault because you're yeah, just not what they're looking for and you can't you can't change your race okay <laughs> like yeah. you can change a lot of things <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but the, the, hey the, so they so you actually walk around in 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 heels and with a book on your head so i always thought that was like an old medieval torture technique <laughs> uh, it sounds like a medieval I was torture practicing technique. That was when I was practicing just to keep my back straight because um, yeah. I'm not sure if you've noticed, Mikael, but like in general, I have I I slouch. <laughs> oh, so, welcome to the like club again. <laughs> like most people. Yep. Yeah. You see, yeah. this is why me and Mikael during 
Christmas sit beside each other because we're <laughs> <laughs> yeah like honestly I don't think I even can just balance it in my head even if I put my back straight I think because I've got a I've got an egg head but you know <laughs> that's just me yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway anyway um Ali did you did you want to like shout out anybody call out like call out anybody say hi to anybody while you're on here I guess I will just shout out a couple of my best friends because I miss yeah. them so. Go for it. Shout out to Ashley, Billy, Zachary, Patricia, and Blanca. I love you all so much and I miss you all. Mm -hmm. And hopefully <laughs> after all this pandemic craziness, we will all be together once again. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Awesome, awesome. So would you would you mind repeating right. your uh, your Instagram and stuff and sh and shameless plug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Okay, so I would like to remind everyone that my Instagram is Alexandra T Camus, and if you ever need a girl for modeling or hosting or both at the same time, I can I got you. <laughs> Model hosting. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Modeling and hosting at the same time, yeah. I can do it. Yeah, we've got. We'll put her link in the. We'll put the link in the description. So if you guys want to check it out, let us know, and or just go for down sure, there. For... <laughs> yeah. So Ali, thank you so much once again for joining us for this episode of the Boozy Bros. To all our listeners out yeah. there, thank you for always joining us every weekend. We're here for you. You know, if you guys just want to have a chill session, join us for a drink. You're always welcome to join us. If you have anything to say, if you want to ask us anything, make sure you hit us up on our Instagram or Twitter at Boozy Bros. And if you want to collab, if you want to join us on the podcast, shoot us an email at theboozybrospod at gmail.com. Make sure you hit us up. You can also hit up me and Nickel on our personal IGs, mine at POA218 and Mick at Mix.Instagram. Instagram. So yeah. that M-I-K-S got Instagram. You know, <laughs> hit us up. Let us know if you want to join us. Join us for a live drinking session. You know, we'd love to have you guys over in the pod. Um, Ali, one last time, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hope you enjoyed. We definitely enjoyed uh, learning a little bit more about your modeling career and how it is balancing modeling and being a student. Um, hopefully, we can have you on again some other time. And, you know, you're always welcome to join us for a drink whenever you're bored. Thank you very much for having me. I was very, I enjoyed very much taking a little break from all of my assignments to have a drink and talk about my life. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, all right. see you next week. Cheers. 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 Clink, clink.